Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Vince McMahon's voice of reason, Scott. We're coming to you from Above the Ring, Shippen Studios, premier wrestling podcast covering all things from AEW to WWE Worldwide on Monday morning. Turner time, baby. Scott, <laughs> how are we doing today? Oh, uh, Sam, I'm doing quite well. It's nice to have you back in your proper home. <laughs> I know as much as you person. hate it. <laughs> well, it's nice to be able to, you know, the last two podcasts I was in Georgia and the room right next over to me was my uh, friend's bedroom and her husband worked overnight. So that's why the other two sound like we were doing NPR. But no longer, baby. We are live, <laughs> loud and proud early in the morning. Mm. But we got a lot to talk about. We have some breaking news that Scott and I have this running joke that all the good news happens after we record. Yeah. And this week is no exception. We got topics to discuss. But before you, we get into that, don't forget to listen to Scott's Raw Review, NXT Narrative, and SmackDown Study that drops on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, respectively. Um, there was a loaded weekend that just happened. Uh, no surrender. We're actually going to talk about Elimination Chamber, too, because Scott has some information on that. Um. But before we go get into all of that, we do have uh, go through the uh, next month of events. February 26th, we have MLW Superfight, the main event being Alexander Hammerstone taking on Davey Richards for the MLW World Heavyweight title. I moved it because I was looking at the other thing we were talking about. Uh, March 1st, we have the New Japan Pro Wrestling 50th Anniversary Show. We have on the 5th, Impact Sacrifice. 6th, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, AEW Revolution. This card... Chills down my spine. Right. The 12th of March, GCW Astronaut. The 20th, well, the 19th and the 20th is the Crockett Cup that is coming back. Mm. Also on the 20th, we have New Japan uh, Strong Style Evolved in Tampa, Florida. And on the 31st of March, we have MLW Intimidation Games, Triple A's Lucha Libre, Triple A WrestleCon Show, and WrestleCon. And then just right after the bend, the most stupendous. I still don't understand why that's a thing. Uh, Two-day WrestleMania, but we'll talk about that when we get closer to the time. But Sam, what are we kicking off with today? Um, Let us kick off with some recent... um, Oh, actually, before... Wow, actually, Terminus 2 is this week, by the way. Ah, Just talking about that. It is February 24th. Sorry, I want to bring that up. Don't forget to check out Jonathan Grisham's new product. We... Totally missed the first one, but we got to keep an eye on the second one. We're going to kick off with breaking news, the most important thing of the week. No Surrender, because nothing was bigger than No Surrender this weekend. Um, uh, there was two pre-show matches. Trey Miguel took on and defeated John Schuyler. Havoc defeated Tennille Dashwood. Jake Something defeated Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Meg Bailey. Jonah defeated Black Taurus. Jay White defeated Eric Young. Deanna Perrazzo defeated Miranda Elise for the women's title. Women's World... T- oh, Ring Ring of Honor. I read that wrong. Like, women's title? Like, that's the Knockouts title. Matt Cardona defeated Jordan Grace by DQ for the Impact Digital Media Championship. The Good Brothers defeated the Gorillas of Destiny to retain the Impact World titles, which this was fascinating. So I came across this this morning. Jay White turned on Tonga Loa, I believe, after this match. Not after. During the match. During? Oh. During the match. That's why Good Brothers won. Yeah. That was, I saw that last night, and I'm like, mm, should I send this to Sam, or should I let him see this naturally? 
And I decided on the latter. And your response this morning was well worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that my was fat, my that fat was fingers don't make it to the T twice. It says on the oh, so every time Scott gets a text, it's all scoot. in caps. It's like scoot. <laughs> I'm just gonna send you that from now on. I'm not gonna correct it anymore. Scoot. That's fine. You're like only the second person like in the world that I will allow to call me that. <laughs> Maybe that'll be your heel turn name. That's right. <laughs> be a comedic it's, heel. Just call me Scoot. It's Scoot. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Final night with Mickey James defeated Tasha Steele to defend the uh, retain the Knockouts World Championship. Moose defeated W. Morrissey for the Impact World Title, and then there was a ten man tag match: Arno Moore and Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, Vincent, and Kenny King defeating Team Impact with Chris Saban, Rhino, Rich Swan, Steve Maglin, and Willie Mack. This had something else. Um, this was the one where Honor No More will now stand impact because they won. But also, I believe at the end of the match, Eddie Edwards went out and went to go hit Maria Canellis with a kendo stick. Kendo stick. And Rhino came out and he hit Rhino. Yep. Attacked Rhino. Eddie Edwards, who's been like a, an impact TNA, like. Face forever? Or, yeah, like original. Well, I mean, he's been healed before, but he's been like. You know how like, they call like Tommaso Ciampa like heart and soul of NXT and stuff like that? Like he was that for Impact. And for him to turn on Impact and allow Honor No More to stay, that was that's a big deal. I honestly, for me, I think that's a bigger turn than Jay White turning on the Grills of Destiny. At least from an impact standpoint. Like I know from the Bullet Club standpoint, that's 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 an interesting that's an interesting thing. Well, that that changes a lot, of, you know. And I get the impact. I can see how that one's very big, because that that's a big deal. Yeah. Because he is an impact, you know, impact through and through. The Jay White things, I think, different. They're both different scenarios. So Jay White right. attacked his own faction members on a different promotion. Right. Also, still wrestling in AEW, which we'll talk about in a minute too. Yep. So, yes, this happened here, but what are going to be the ripple effects going back to Japan? Well, if I remember correctly, didn't the Grills of Destiny effectively try to remove themselves or remove people from Bullet Club because they thought they were the original? Yeah, because Tamatanga was – Tamatanga and Bad Luck Fiale are, like, day one members. Yeah. And they're still in there. So, yeah, yeah they do try to clear out people – that's kind of how the elite eventually broke up because they're like, yo, this is not like – this is not what we're about. Right. So I'm – look, I I keep telling people. I forgot what happened this week. I keep telling people the long game. Mm. Want to see what happens on mm. the long game. So with, with that being said, did you see the tweet that he sent out after this? No. Okay. He He quote tweeted – Impacts attack and tagged Young Bucks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that look, that's what I was waiting for. For those of you only listening to this, please go to YouTube and watch this reaction that Sam just had. Because now this has ripple effects into AEW as well. And we are weeks away from Revolution. Bingo. Yeah, I don't think Jay White was coming solo. No, Jay White was not coming solo. Bullet Club yeah. doesn't go solo. Nope. So now this also makes me wonder. Uh, Bullet Club, well, not Bullet Club, but the Good Brothers 
clearly now back within Bullet Club, or, or is Jay and Chris Bay now all elite? Will we see them go back to AEW? I, I don't know. Many questions after last night. I love how supposedly the Forbidden Door has kind of been like, it, I like how it kind of trickles back and forth. It's not like everyone, it's not like an invasion angle. Right. Which is not, it would be cool to see everyone just kind of like intertwine and intermingle, but you realistically can't do that. Right. Um, But yeah, I think this Jay White thing might, I'm going to say it. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot the messenger. I want to put out a hypothesis there. For all of you who have been like saying stupid shit about the main article we're going to be talking about later. <laughs> Listen up. This is my the yeah, like like let's just hear me out. Hear me out. I got myself so hyped up I totally just blanked on what I was actually gonna say. <laughs> like I, Oh, that was what I was sorry. Uh wow. I am you guys, I drove like a million hours this weekend just to get back from Georgia in Florida. <sighs> Anyways. This could potentially have longer lasting effects with the Forbidden Door more than Kenny Omega's Impact title run. Okay. L- look at what look at what Jay White did at in Impact. You know, look 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 at these things. And again, he did it to his own faction members outside mm-hmm. of Japan. Right. So we're not even in Japan, and this is going on. This is going to go back. Yep. You know, he's wrestling in Revolution, you know, at, at AEW, in AEW right now. He's all over the place. Never mind that Ring of Honor is, like, involved. Yep. You know, with Impact right now and everyone else. There's a there's a lot at play here. There's a lot of – Jay White's a bigger player than we think. Because mm-hmm. also keep in mind, on Rampage, which we will talk about this match, he wrestled Trent Beretta. Yep. And yes, he's a member of the best friends, and he's one half of Rapongi Vice. But most importantly, he is a former and also now an acting member of Chaos. Yep. Which, if I was in Canada, I'd get arrested because I'd probably have a big thing of gasoline in my hands right now. Because what did I say, Scott? <laughs> you know exactly what I said. Burn the house down if Okada shows up. In AEW. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm telling you, if we if we hear that coin drop, our phones are going to explode. <laughs> oh my twitching. Twitching guys. <laughs> now this also poses an interesting question. Will Grills Destiny now travel to AEW to try to attack Jay White? And then that causes the elite to get involved and then do Japan versus AEW. Maybe that's another way for, for uh, Okada to come over, maybe bring over somebody else. Like, I don't know, maybe Naito or uh, evil. I don't know. Some names. You still haven't gotten Tanahashi over here. That, that's very true. Oh, yeah. Well, then you have Tanahashi and then you have to worry about Moxley. And if, Moxley decides to join up with Daniel Bryan. Literally, we could have like the most epic war of all time. And we're not even talking again. We're talking New Japan. We're not even talking about the beef between the Briscoes and FTR. Oh God, <laughs> that'll bring ROH into the mix. There is like this is 
this is almost like how the invasion angle should have happened. Oh, God, I know. Uh, you want to talk only, about a, mm. If only the, WW, the, the WCW stars didn't just sit at home and collect paychecks. Uh, God, what the, that invasion angle should have been so much better. I mean, props for Booker T and RVD for trying to lead that, but... God, if you had Flair, if you had Hogan, if you had Hall and Nash and God... Back then, instead of years later, what mm. could have been? Goldberg even as well. God, what could have been? Don't worry. We've got Bo- Goldberg now. That's well, he's true. Wrestling now. That's what matters. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> Which we're going to get right into this, Scott. I know you said you wanted to talk about this because there was some actual news that came out of Saudi Arabia. Yes. For Elimination Chamber. Which I, I was confused when I saw your text message, your tweet go out yesterday afternoon. I'm like... What the fuck is he tweeting elimination? That's really early. Oh. Oh, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> got it. Got it. Yep. So we had eight matches on the card. Um, one on the pre-show, which was a little surprising. Because um, normally they, A, don't really have a pre-show. And B, the fact that they actually had a match. So we had Rey Mysterio take on and defeating The Miz um, in the pre-show. It was a good match. Um, Miz lately has been trying to get one up on the Mysterio family um, by claiming whoever's on the outside is cheating. And the ref normally falls for it because ref logic. That's just how this works. (laughs) Uh, But this time didn't work. Ray gets the win. Uh, They kicked off the show with Roman versus Goldberg, which I was surprised with. This match... Actually, for what Goldberg's been doing, it was actually pretty good. It was six minutes. It was nice and quick. Goldberg hit, like, I think two spears on Roman, which, again, was shocking. He could never hit the jackhammer because Roman kept stopping him, and then Roman choked him out with his guillotine choke. Um, so it was nice. Goldberg didn't tap. He just passed out, and we, we, just, we, just, we just moved on with it. Uh, after that, we had the uh, women's elimination chamber match as um, they did something a little confusing. I, I kind of have a feeling why they did this. With normal elimination chamber matches, you have the first four people come out and they go in the cages. And then the last two are generally your first two to start the match. For some ungodly reason, they did this with both the men and the women's. They had... Particular superstars come out last. Like they had Alexa Bliss come out last for this one. And they had, God damn it. And then we had Brock Lesnar come out last for the men's, but neither one of them started the match. So, okay, whatever. Probably just to get the crowd pop. Obviously, I'm going to say this the Saudi crowd was, was really, really hot, like the whole night. Which makes sense when they only get a pay-per-view every few months. Well, I'm sorry, premium live events. We can't call them pay-per-views anymore for some ungodly reason. But anyways, enough of that. Bianca Belair ran through everybody. And will now be facing the Raw Women's Champion at WrestleMania. Uh, We had uh, Ronda Rousey with one arm tied behind her back. Along with Naomi uh, defeating Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Defeated Madcap Moss. I don't know if you saw these tweets that came out, but at one point, <clears throat> Drew delivered an Alabama slam to Madcap, 
and he over rotated and he landed literally or under rotated actually landed directly on his neck. I did see that. I did that see that. <coughs> was insane. And then what does he do? He gets up and continues to wrestle for another like five, six minutes. I'm like, how is this man alive? Like it was brutal. Uh, after that, we had Becky Lynch take on and defeat Lita to retain her Raw, Raw Women's Championship. But I will say, Lita has not lost a step. This was a great match. It was a little over 12 minutes. And many times, I thought Lita was going to take this title. Like, they legit, like, Becky's amazing at selling pinfalls. Like, her near falls are outstanding. Um, <clears throat> we were supposed to have the Usos take on the Viking Raiders. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, but the Usos decided to attack the Viking Raiders before the match, left them laying, and the match never happened. I'm like, wait, so you flew these four men over for an attack angle that could have happened on SmackDown? Thanks for the free ride, guys, I guess. Hopefully they got paid well. So, <clears throat> And then the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship started off hot um it was rollins and riddle that started the match and then something funky happened riddle got um buckle bombed through one of the pods it hit lashley and made lashley fall to the ground now watching it a, a few times over the bump didn't look bad but the moment it happened like all the doctors from like everywhere there was like 30 people that rushed to lashley's pod um and they eventually they let they let him out of the ring and i'm like wait so so lashley's he's done so he's not even going to defend his title i made a joke that maybe this would be the debut of somebody but we'll talk about that a little bit later on um that got a lot of <laughs> that got some people getting a little rowdy which is which i which is what i was hoping for um, but eventually, they let us know that that Lashley was put into uh, concussion protocol, which then led to he ended up getting a shoulder injury that he's actually had since the Rumble, and now he needs shoulder surgery and he's out for four months. So unfortunately, he gets to, he has to miss <laughs> WrestleMania. Um, apparently, that was the plan the whole time, which makes sense now why they threw him in the Elimination Chamber match, but never actually had him wrestle. And he didn't really do much leading up. If you, well, I know you, you probably didn't watch, but those who watched noticed that Lashley really didn't do all that much physical-wise leading into it. So it all it makes sense now. Uh, it's a really unfortunate that he got hurt um, back at the Rumble, uh, now missing four months. Um, but I have a feeling that when he comes back, oh shit! <laughs> but anyways, Brock Lesnar was Brock Lesnar. He turned into Shayna Baszler in, in the Elimination Chamber and literally just eliminated everybody, including F5-ing Austin Theory off the top of one of the pods. So, yeah. Death and destruction reigned supreme. Brock Lesnar is now once again the WWE champion. And then the challenge went out. It is now Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, title for title, winner take all. So now... I'm extra happy that we're not going because <laughs> I have no interest at all in seeing that match at all, at all. 
Yeah, that's uh. Not only is it the the second time this has happened. Yep. Wait a minute, no. No, it is because the last time it happened, Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank. Yeah, but didn't this also happen at WrestleMania 34? Where everyone thought Roman was going to get put over and Brock still won? Am I recalling that correctly? I think you might. Hold a second. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Sorry. No. Now with uh, WrestleMania 34. So while you search for that, I mean, it makes it makes sense that, you know, they're going to continue to do this because Brock has been probably the only thorn left in Roman's side at this point. Um, so I guess this is just a new iteration of Roman Reigns and we'll see how he does. Yes, this has happened. This happened at 34. Okay. So this is the third time then they'll have a one-on-one match. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, honestly, I hope Roman does win because I don't want, I, at this point I want Roman to, to outlast a lot of people, I guess from what they said, there's only three people that have held this title longer than him. Bruno San Martino, Bob Backlund, mm-hmm. and Hulk Hogan. Let's see. Let's and I think Pedro Morales maybe as well. So there's only four. And I think Hogan's next on, on the list. Let me so, see. I'm, I'm actually I, pulling that up, list up right now. Yeah, because I, I think Roman has the longest WWE, you know, like heavyweight, like the main card title. It's the longest in 35 years. And I want him to continue to do it. I want him, honestly, to hold it until next year's WrestleMania and then beat The Rock and continue just running through everybody. It's just what I want. They need to build up a face that can challenge him and actually go over after winning. And I think they can do it. But We're talking about it, what? Longest reigns? Sorry, longest reigns? Longest reigns ever, yeah. Is this universal title? He has a universal title. He's a universal champion, yeah, but any like law, any major title in WWE, I, I believe it's just those four men, I think, that are ahead of him. Okay, so this is what I have. Uh, this doesn't break him down, though. I know for a fact Bruno San Martino is the longest man to hold the, tit- the title. Nobody's ever going to touch that. It's like No, like, that's like it's, 10 years, I think. Yeah, it's, forget it. Yeah. Um, the only other one longer than that is um, Fabulous Moolah. Yeah, she held... Um, I know, I know Hogan hold, held it for, I can't really see on here. I know Bob held it for a while. Um, Pedro Morales actually held it for over a thousand days. So, all right. So it's Pedro then that's next. So he's the next one to go. I can see, uh, honestly, I can see Roman holding onto this title for over a thousand days. Yeah. Well, you need They him, just uh, need to make sure they keep things fresh. Yeah. You that need to give it to somebody cool. who every so often, I'm not going to say records shouldn't be broken, but every, every, Bruno's not going to be touched. You cannot no. give somebody a title for 10 years anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not the 80s. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, maybe Nick Aldis. But even Nick Aldis, he had his title run broken up by like a 30-day run by Cody. Right. So you can't. I don't know. But I. it would be cool to see him. So I took the glass off because I want to get like I really had to dig into the data I had in front of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's let's see. Let's see what I'm curious. I'm curious. And it would be good since Roman is younger to get the win over Brock. But oh, yeah, at this point, absolutely. I mean, Roman's done a lot. And right now he's literally at the top of his game. 
Um, the crowd either loves them or hates them, depending on where they go, which I think is what they wanted. And now with the extra added tidbit of Paul Heyman going back to Roman, it gives Brock a little extra in this match too. But I don't know. I really honestly hope that Brock is not double champion at the end of Mania because Roman deserves to actually get a great moment other than beating Undertaker, which unfortunately didn't really do anything because Taker continued to wrestle afterwards. Yes, yes. And you know what? This is a great segue. You like that? (laughs) Speaking of Undertaker and speaking of reasons why we might kick ourselves in that goal this year, Mm. you're like, meh. You're like, I can move out. Um, it's been announced that the Undertaker will be inducted into the Hall of Fame class of 2022. Correct. Um, I'm glad I've I've had this. I had an arg, a discussion with this. I think after we were talking about the football Hall of Fame or the baseball Hall of Fame recently, and we were talking about Hall of Fames. I have no rules. Mm. See here. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that the Undertaker that he's decided to. Re- oh, he has to retire due to health reasons. He is old. He's like as old as my dad. Um, he, he'll be the, he'll be the head of this class and it's going to be one of those, it'll, his induction is going to be as big as Hulk Hogan's as big as Stone Cold's, um, trying to think of other people who were just like their inductions, like their induction into the hall of fame was a, I mean, they were legendary, right? You know, they helped not only were they legendary in their like, you know, but they were the face of the company, right? You know, an Undertaker has been wrestling longer than longer than I've been alive, Scott. Yeah, I know. I my my first year watching wrestling was his debut year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're I'm excited for this. This will be a lot of fun to watch. I've always loved the Hall of Fame ceremonies. I we got we got to go, which is cool. That one year we went. Yeah. We got to see a very rare occurrence of <laughs> the one, the only, the legendary Jim Cornette speak at a WWE event. That's true. I will never forget him. I will never forget the opening lines. I'm Jim Cornette. This is a live mic. <laughs> We're going to see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember watching that. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was insane. Um, but we're going to continue with Hall of Fames quickly because it's funny. As we were talking... These two things popped into my head. So obviously we have that Undertaker Hall of Fame. We also forgot Ring of Honor has their Hall of Fame. And we have a new inductee into their inaugural Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Which I think I I think some people are going to have wheels turning right now. Samoa Joe. Oh, uh, well-deserved as well. And honestly, if they add another, it needs to be CM Punk. I, don't I would also I- throw out, you know, Seth Rollins as well. But obviously that's probably not going to happen until he retires but yeah those those four men were integral to ring of honor being as good as it was back then yeah i mean they they established the yeah, they were the establishment of the code of honor yes uh, you know there's probably plenty of other people out there you could put in there but these these guys are definitely very well deserved um especially since they're not in wwe maybe like down the road you might see you know like seth rollins or um, Kevin Steen and El Generico. Right. 
you know, you're not going to see him now get inducted, but like, like, you know, it's kind of like Jerry Lawler, like the guy's, uh, he has like a legends contract, but even still, like when he was fully signed, he just show up at random things. Yeah. Cause he's always been, I mean, he was a promoter for a long time. He wasn't just a wrestler. I think people forget about that. Yeah. You know, but looking forward to both of these hall of fames. When do we say this hall of fame was? It is actually the same night as SmackDown. So it's going to go from SmackDown right into the Hall of Fame. There's actually they're, they're selling tickets for the combined event. Um, I think actually they might have already gone on sale. Either that or they're on sale next week. I also saw something that it said NXT stand and delivers the same day as WrestleMania Night 1. It is. It's in the afternoon. Same location? That I'm not sure. That would be stu- uh, what is this WrestleMania two? If you do it uh, otherwise, like <laughs> yeah, I don't I, know. I'm I'm curious. I'm very curious. Um, I'm glad that they're keeping the NXT pay per views. I mean, they've been yeah. I mean, they've they've been pretty good. Um, obviously, if it's not going to be a takeover, because takeovers are now gone. But I don't know. Should be interesting. I, I I'm a little concerned that yeah, they're they're overlapping. But it is what it is, I guess. That would be a horrible decision, a business decision, if you're going to overlap your two shows. Well, I don't know about overlapping, but I mean, like, have them, uh, I misspoke then, um, have them be back-to-back. That's another long day of wrestling. Because the whole point of having two nights of WrestleMania is to not have a 12-hour show. But if you're going to have NXT and then go right into WrestleMania Night 1, then you have an eight-hour day. Yeah. <laughs> I. You know what? We can... We can... We're gonna we're gonna wash our hands of that, and we'll wait see what happens in a little over a month. <sighs> so one of the other really cool stories that came out of this week, um, we've seen EC3 and Adam Shear promote this control your narrative. Mm-hmm. These promos have been fire. It's always great when I see them post stuff and they you know adding stuff. This week it was announced that they are. This was from EC3's official Twitter page. EC3 and Adam Shear to launch new wrestling company. TV deal announcement imminent. They're doing some live shows early you know, in Orlando on 3.5, actually. And a TV special on 3.31. We're going to have to mark that one down, Scott. Yep. I feel like that's important. But it is called Control Your Narrative. Um... It also goes on to mention that the talent involved in CYN asked to be part of the project, and that list includes Matt Cardona, Moose, Marina Shafir, Weston Blake, and more. As for Cross, he will debut on CYN on the 31st. There's something also, about this this there's something about this one that really intrigues me. I don't know what yeah. it is. I also like the fact that um, in a previous promo, uh, EC3 talked about how they were going to get away from the three-letter companies, and yet now they have their own three-letter company. I'm really curious as to... Because they're talking about getting a TV deal. I'm really curious who they're going to get picked up by. Probably one of the local networks down in Florida. I would assume to start. Which makes sense, because there used to be channels down there that would cover FCW, and that was still a thing. Uh, And OVW, and... um, you know, early day NXT. So it'd probably Artists. be like that in like fight TV for people not probably. 
that probably to start off, yeah. And then if they do well, hopefully somebody else picks them up. Um, that's what I've been hoping with Impact forever. They need to get off at Access TV and get into an actual network. Hell, put them on Nesson for God's sake. Something. I don't care. Just just get them where I can actually watch them live. So we, we can cover them all the time now instead of just doing the results. Yeah. Scott's upset. We, we're, he's not on the Impact train anymore. I miss it. I do. I miss it severely. So following this, we had um this past weekend we have New Japan uh, New Japan's New Year's Golden Series that was happening. It was a one, two, three, four day event, eleventh, thirteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth. Um, the twentieth we want to kind of um, mention because there was a couple of title changes here. Mm. Um, Toriano defeated Minoru Suzuki for the KOPW twenty twenty two trophy. Um, oh, where's the other one? Was that this night or was it the last night? That was last night. Sonata defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP US title. Mm. Which is big news. That is big news. Yeah. I think that they, I think I read in that article that I sent you that it, it's his first singles title ever. Mm-hmm. It is. That, I like that. I like I like those first time ever wins. That's that's always a nice a nice thing. Yeah. Especially when you got tag team like I saw I think on the first ever Ring of Honor show I went to, um, it was War of the Worlds. Mm. It was Evil and Sonata wrestling. There was like a, uh, I think it was a four-way tag match or something like that. But it was cool. They've always had great chemistry. Granted, they're not a tag team anymore, but they've always been great wrestlers. And I know Evil's been getting more of a push than he has. Yep. But. Super, super happy for him. I hope it goes somewhere. I'm now. I'm looking at this card or this, these cards. Evil defeated Tomohiro, Tomohiro Ishii by pinfall in a lumberjack death match for the Never Openweight Title. Hmm. Lawson Gabanables defeated Okada and Tanahashi. Let me tell you, some of these. Sometimes it's like I, I, we fall off the boat because of our schedules, and then. Dog cage match. What the fuck? Okay, yeah, I'm really <laughs> cute. Um. Anyways, before I could go off on New Japan all day, uh, but a lot of exciting stuff. I think it's very important we need to keep our eye on Japan, especially with Jay White currently in the States right now mm. and the things going on with Bullet Club. Things are happening, and it's very, very exciting. I know we keep saying this, but this is literally a great time to be a fan of wrestling. It is, it is, and we're gonna we're just gonna end our news segment with this little itty bitty article that we came out came out earlier this week. It's not not a big deal, <laughs> nothing crazy going on here. It's almost it's not, not worth really, mentioning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we weren't even gonna mention it. You know, it's nobody that anybody knows. But this small town guy called Cody Rhodes uh, made the announcement that he's leaving AEW. But anyway, NWA results. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, at the beginning of the week, I knew Cody had been like. I think they were – I feel like there might have been something out of the gate prior to this where there were, like, rumors that he was going to leave the company or he was going to, like, walk away for a bit. Well, I know there were there were talks of him stepping away from the ring for a little while to focus on his uh, projects outside of, of AEW. Yeah. Uh, and with, like, the Go Big Home show, um, which is actually – Roads to the top. Roads to the top. You know, so they were going to focus on those and not so much in, in ring – and that's all good and fine. I thought that was fine. But him leaving the company uh, after not having a contract for the last six weeks um, was still a little surprising. When you have a co 
you know, founder and the EVP of the company just deciding to walk away uh, along with Brandy, it was it was surprising. Um, I, I will say AEW fans on Twitter were shook. <laughs> they were freaking out. And there's a lot. Lie, it was the first time I've ever seen AEW fans legitimately scared. They didn't know what to do. And then with how this always works, they flip that switch. And they're like, ah, it's all right. Cody's not that important anyway. He's not that much of a big deal. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> He's the founder yeah. of your goddamn company and <laughs> an executive vice president. Like you, you can't just turn your back. And now they're calling him a sellout because potentially now heavy rumors that he might be going back to WWE. And there was even a small hint about it during Elimination Chamber. I talked about Miz and Rey Mysterio. Um, Miz had a, a a conversation after the fact, after the match, uh, stating how it was basically a two-on handicap match, and he needs to find, you know, his, his, it's fine. I'll find a partner, someone, uh, you know, as, you know, an A-list like me and who's, you know, known around the world and i think i might know who who that might be i have to make a phone call and he walks off and of course the internet's like ah so and then he was fighting at wrestlemania Yeah, that's the. There are rumors right now, heavy rumors. I've heard things coming out of WWE. I've seen the things about AEW where he wanted more money and Tony Khan wouldn't give it to him. And there's a lot people like fuck you, Cody, or people like you know. What, uh, I hate speculating. Yep, that was this also whole, uh, one of the bigger ones that he lost his his uh, his booking power. Well, that was something we talked about. I think uh, sometime last year that after a certain point, Tony Khan kind of took over. Yeah, was doing most. Uh, yep. But also he. He does try to conf- – he doesn't do the Vince thing where it's like, yeah, no, I'm, I don't like what you're going to do. We're actually going to put a – we're going to put Keith Lee in like a, a turkey costume and, you know, he's going to shed feathers all over the ring. Yeah, it'll be funny. Right. It'll sell. No, Tony's actually been pretty good and he works with talent really well. Just because yeah. he let's, – let's, let's, let's be clear. Just because Tony writes everything doesn't mean that he – he's not going to – he's listened to everybody. If he again, if he pulled the Vince route, we wouldn't be watching AEW. AEW would already be in the footnotes of wrestling. Sure. Yep. <sighs> there's there's also one other rumor that I've seen, and I know we don't like to talk about it, but this one actually kind of may be a big deal. Cody, before he left WWE the first time, he he wanted to kind of do like his father did. His father obviously was a very famous booker. Uh, so he wanted to kind of do the same. So there are some rumors out there that he actually might be interested in buying ROH. That, okay. That is something I had thought about. I, too, have thought about that. Okay, he goes back. I Somebody told me this. I don't know how true it is. If it's If it was a lick of truth. It would be kind of cool, but again, we got to sit back and look at this from like we got a lot of information coming from us. Yep. Remember, wrestling from the start is an industry based on kayfabe. Correct. So we could be we they could be dropping stuff that's not even real to throw people off. Right. Like so, like I, I will I will submit um, evidence number one this morning. 
Cody Rhodes took a picture of uh, his his new child. I saw and, that. And the dog saying, oh, this is what retirement looks like. And, every, of course, again, people this morning, he's retiring? Oh, my God. He's he's not leaving us to go to WWE. He's retiring. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. This well, the games yeah. that they play. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I never take things with a – I always take things with a look of salt. Even though, like, when we tweet, sometimes we'd be like, what's happening? Yeah. It's like it's it's exciting because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's just you want – we sit there and be – it's it's the line from Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Here we now, now entertain us. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, this is very entertaining. So It is. I'm – one, one, one rumor I heard, but this was from a friend, and I was never sent an article. Um – Cody Rhodes is being handed NXT. He signed up to being handed NXT. I did see some rumors on that as well, which honestly, ooh, I want to see that conversation between him and Triple H. <laughs> so, uh, Cody, what about that uh, breaking that that throne? Oh, sorry. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Kenny in the box maybe do it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the memes where he's over there. It's like the picture from was it uh was it Double or Nothing? Was it yeah? It was it was Double or Nothing? Yeah, all, all all out. One of the two where he breaks it, breaks it. Except yeah. he has like super glue, and he's like, going I sent to glue you that. I, yes. I, 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 I sent you that one. Yeah. Um. So, so there's the NXT one. There is the Ring of Honor theory, because remember, you know they're going on hiatus, but all of a sudden, Ring of Honor has a Hall of Fame, and they're doing a SuperCard, and SuperCard of Honor is happening the same weekend WrestleMania is. That is correct. So they talk about him doing something in WrestleMania weekend. Also, let's keep in mind what we just talked about. Control your narrative. Right. EC3 said people who are involved with control your narrative want to be part of this project. Yep. Cody has Co- Cody has a name to himself. Cody when he went to Ring of Honor, not that Ring of Honor wasn't big anyways, but the idea of Cody Rhodes on Ring of Honor made it feel this that much more important. Um, the fact that he's been involved with AEW has made it felt like that much more. Well, like Jericho. Okay, that was the big thing with him signing with AEW. They got a TV – when he's like, we got a TV deal, yeah. Jericho was like, yeah, if we're going prime time and we got a TV deal, I'm in. Like this is – like in when people saw Jericho come out the, at the first person on the press conference. Yep. Big deal. Big deal. Huge deal. Huge deal. So – there's a again a lot of excitement going on. There's so I'm. What's he doing? We don't know, and we don't want to make any assumptions. Right. There are so many. No pun intended. There were so many roads for Cody to go down. <laughs> I I applaud you on that one, sir. I applaud you. And also. Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. 
After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. I mean, there's other promotions out there too. So we're going to hop right into it. You know, we keep forgetting about NWA. Didn't realize NWA has two shows going on right now, NWA USA and NWA Power. So imagine if you showed an MD- imagine actually holding the NWA title for a long period of time. Mm. Okay, so for NWA Power this week, um, we had the British Invasion defeat Fab- Fable Jake and Jaden Roller. We had Tootie Lynn defeat Marty Bell. Oh, okay. They had they had people on their sides. Allison K and Kylie Ray were on the end. I keep forgetting about Kylie Ray. She disappears and then she comes back and oh, I miss Smiley Kylie. Mm. Oh yeah, we also have uh this is why we need to get back into NWA, Scott. Because I keep forgetting they have a new champion. Matt Cardona. Cardona. Um double count out five title belts right now. Five. Yep. Uh we had a double count out by Genocide and, and Natalia Markova, and then Molina defeated Christy James. No, fifth match. Wow, is this a full show? Wow. Matt Cardona defeated Victor Benjamin. Is this a pay-per-view? This is like the longest power I've seen in a while. It's Strictly Business, and El Rudo defeated The End and Rodney Mack. Following that, we had NWUSA. I don't know why they have a USA show if... Unless they're thinking, it's like, oh, it's like USA, you know, back in, like, the 80s maybe, or whatnot. Maybe rotating around the national title? Mm, you're on to something, Scott. Maybe. I'm only a short man. <laughs> okay. You have tall ideas, Sam. You have tall ideas. <laughs> there was a fatal four-way. Winner became number one contender for the World Junior Heavyweight title with Jay Spade getting the win. We had... Uh, da, 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 da. Chris Adonis defeated Fable Jake via submission. Wait a minute. Chris Adonis again defeating Marsh Rocket by ref stoppage. Oh, short. Okay. They must be doing some kind of different format. Fascinating. Oh, man. I gotta go. Um, we keep. T- we. I think we talk about going back and watching stuff we can't watch more than actually watching it. I know. But what we will talk about. Our favorite day of the week. It's Wednesday, my dudes. AEW Dynamite. Let's. I'm going to call myself a mark for a moment. (laughs) I am definitely one of those guys who did not like the fact. That WWE used to have every 15 minute opening segment of interviews. And it's like, oh, great. We got Roman again. Oh, great. We have The Miz again. Oh, great. We have Kevin. I keep going to say Kevin Steen. Kevin Owens again. We have John Cena again. We have whoever's coming out for 15 minutes and talking. Now, the past couple of weeks, we've had CM Punk and we've had MJF. Yep. We're planting the seeds for revolution, guys. This promo... I don't even know where to start with these. Like, we, 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 I said it last week. 
MJF and CM Punk promos are what we deserve in 2020. No, we don't deserve them. We need them. Yes. We do not deserve what they're doing. No. Pretty much, summary, CM Punk called out MJF for a rematch at Revolution in a – at first I thought it was going to be a steel cage because he said uh, in a cage. And I kind of missed because my volume was kind of low. But then he mentions a dog collar match. And he specifically goes back to – who is it? Greg Valentine and Roddy Piper. Yes. And MJF came out, didn't really say any. Did he even? I don't think he said anything. Nope, I don't believe he did either. <laughs> but we're getting the match. Yep. At Revolution, there's only, there's only been one dog collar match in AEW before. It was Cody versus Mr. Brody Lee um, for the TNT Championship, and it's a shame now that both of those men are no longer with the company. Um, but I want, honestly, I I would like for the dog collar match to be AEW's stable match. Kind of like how Hell in a Cell used to be for WWE. I want this to be that staple match. And it's that be all- rivalry that needs to, to end, but you need something super physical for it to end. And I think that this type of match is is perfect for them. Yeah, and I'm oh, I cannot wait. Like the idea that you are not not only uh, like like you're 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 have a dog collar around both your necks and you're tied to each other. Nobody can run. Nope. And it'll be interesting because obviously we know <sighs> Wardlow, Wardlow, Wardlow. We're really building up on this Wardlow turn, and I love how it's taking forever. Yeah, the slow burn is working. For me, I love it. I love slow burn so much. Part of me feels like it's going to come to a head, though, at this pay-per-view. I feel like it might. Although, again, they could continue to slow burn it, and this may go all the way to double or nothing. I don't know. We talked about this last week. There's a lot of different variables that are out there now. Um, And I believe one of the things we talked about is now actually happening. Adam Page versus Adam Cole. The Battle of the Atoms, baby. Battle of the Atoms. That's right. I had a conversation in one of my other group chats, like, yo, we're getting we're getting um Page versus Cole. I want Adam to win. And I'm like, nah, Adam's gonna totally destroy him. Nah, Adam's <laughs> definitely losing. Like literally, that's been the whole conversation. Yeah, that's perfect. I love that so much. So the opening bout on this this card, we had Lee Moriarty taking on Brian Danielson. Mm. Again, what can I say? Brian Danielson, and again, I've never not liked him, but he is the best Brian Danielson we have seen. Correct. This match looked incredible. He looked incredible. Lee Moriarty's being robbed from not being on TV from week to week. Correct. Like he is. It was. So, I was like, he needs. We need more of him. This is the type of match that makes somebody be that should be on television more often. Um. So hopefully, yes, they're able to start doing that. Because I know you said the AEW has their moments where they're able to do a pretty good job with rotating in new talent on the television. I believe after this match, this should be Lee's chance to be on TV more often. Yeah. Yeah. And especially since he was the one that they were fighting over, you know, um, while Brian was like, oh, yeah, we should definitely take him under our wing with John Moxley. So you also have that going on. This might also be part of that. Like mm-hmm. to say like, hey, you you showed me what I need to see. Now I need you to come with us. So you never know. 
Yes. Uh, following that, we had Wardlow and Max Caster in the face of Revolution qualifier match with Wardlow getting the win. Again, at this point, we talked about this for a long time. I always have to bring this up when we talk. Did not like the Acclaimed. Now I love the Acclaimed, especially when I'm like, what is Max Caster going to say this week? Right. Yeah, that's what it's turned into now. And it's, it? it's good. He said something. That, was it about the Super Bowl? He said something that was just like, it, it's, I mean, he does it every week. He says something yeah. like. But he also, they, they look great in the ring. Him and Anthony Bowens really look great in the ring. Mm-hmm. They're when good. They, they're a really good tag team. They're, those are the heel, heel tag teams you want. Like, imagine if they had the belts. Mm. Like, this is the tag team. I, which, this is going to be a, th- a triple threat match at Revolution for the titles. Correct. Jurassic Express and two other teams. Who could it be? I don't know. We'll find out next week because they the first uh, I believe it's a tag team battle royal I believe for that first spot, and then there's going to be a second one uh, I think probably the following week. But it's it's interesting because you talk about that and then there was an interesting backstage segment a little later on in the show where it was Adam Cole. The Bucks and Red Dragon. And they were talking about um, Cole's match on Rampage. And then they started talking about the tag team um, Battle Royal. And both Red Dragon and Bucks had obviously something to say to one another. And they kind of just left off. And then they show Adam Cole. And Cole's like walks kind of towards one way, stops, turns around, looks at the other way, starts walking, takes a couple steps, and then he stops and He's literally confused on where he should go. And then you got Brandon Cutler going, which way are you going, Cole? And Adam's like, shut up, Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> I, yeah, I, love, which... I just, it, they're doing such a great job with this. I, 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 I really want to know where Adam Cole's loyalties lie. Um, obviously, you know what I've been thinking this whole time, that Cole is really going to bring people in just to take out Omega in the box for what they did to him so many years ago and bring in Jay White. Come on. It's uh, he, there's, there's stuff going on. There's, there's, I, I'm pay attention. You pay attention. You can see all this stuff and just long-term story building. You don't have to. So good. It's kind of like the Wardlow thing. You know, if this was, and I, I, I hate to knock, but you know what I mean? If WWE did something like this within like three weeks, like, oh, look, heel turn. Cool. Right. Wardlow, it's like, it's like so close. You're like, he's just so. Yep. They're waiting happen. here to turn face and something just keeps stopping him from doing it. And that like, moment when he finally cracks, it's the crowd is going to go ape shit and it's going to be amazing to see. And the same thing with what's going on with, uh, with Cole here. Yeah. You know, he's like, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? You know, I got red dragon with me. And the Bucks are like, yeah, cool. You're a friend still, right? He's like, yeah, I'm your friend. And you're like, come on, buddy. I know. Come on. Know. Which going into the next promo, um, it was Hangman and Cole talk. You know, Hangman was talking and whatnot. Cole comes out pretty much, you know, I love you. You're my buddy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, this is a really heartfelt promo. I actually was, I was bamboozled for a moment. <laughs> Until Red Dragon came out and kicked the shit out of Paige. Yep. Yep. And then he came and he started to kick. And 
All I could think about was Adam Cole's debut in NXT on Drew McIntyre. That's all I could think about. And I'm like, that's, and that's the best thing because everybody knows Undisputed Era. Everybody knows. So that's the whole thing. It's like the NXT style of stuff. And they also, I mean, they also did stuff together in ROH, but it's really Undisputed Era. That's like, that's the big thing that they remember Adam Cole with Red Dragon. But then it's like, does he then go the other route? Everything with the elite, you know, how they did stuff before. It's all the it's all the ROH stuff. That's the uh, personally, I want I, I, I want that storyline where he attacks Omega. That's what I, I, I just I need it. I need it in my soul, Sam. Well, this is my thoughts. I know Kenny. Kenny has been out. He's gonna be out for a while. I I literally have in my head because I know everyone's like, oh, he's gonna be out. He got surgeries. In my head, I've literally told myself Kenny Omega will not be wrestling in 2022. Wouldn't surprise me. With how beat up he is, I don't want him to rush it. If he is as damaged as he is, he needs to really just rest, relax, get his surgeries, get himself situated. He'll come back and kick ass still, hands down. Could be insane. The fact that he was wrestling the way he was with how damaged he was blows my mind. God bless him. Jesus Christ. When I roll out of bed and I have like, like, you know, when you like, you roll out of bed the wrong way and your neck is all fucked up. Yep. And I'm like, I want to like, just end it all. Like this hurts. Yeah, Yeah, I'm done. And that's just getting out of bed and going to work the that day. Whereas he, he's like, there was what came to mind was that match with Hangman Page at uh, Full Gear, mm. where he did his normal over the ring thing, where he sprawled himself out, jumps. It's almost like a what moonsault. Yeah. Um, and then learning that he's been like fucked up and he hasn't been able to lift anything. Yeah. And you're able to still do that. Yeah. <sighs> now that adrenaline kicks in and you can do some ridiculous shit, and then after that wears off, your body's like, hey, guess what? You're gonna die from pain. So. With that being said, when he does come back, like, there are so many matchups that we're going to see. And I'm excited when it happens to be him and Cole. Oh, my God. It's great. He's going to come back and be like, where the hell is everybody? <laughs> so many new people. People have left. It's like, what the hell? We're going to get. You know, we could see him wrestle Keith Lee. We could see a wrestle um, Brody King. Um, yep. We could also get the rematch he said would never happen because there's not going to be a rematch. True. Him and Danielson, too. <sighs> we could, I could watch that match all day. That was that, what? Per. Shun. That's all I'll say. It was good. It was good. And you know what? This this we're not even like halfway through this episode, by the way. Like up next, we had the inner circle taking on each other. Santana Ortiz taking on Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. What a battle! Oh my god! What a battle! And keep in mind, Santana and Ortiz were you know have been upset. You know, Eddie Kingston came out at one point. Sammy, Sammy Guevara is like, if you guys can't get your ships together, I'm leaving. Santana, was it Santana ended up pinning uh, Jericho? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, this doesn't really solve anything. This doesn't solve anything. Well, 
I mean, but, but let's play this out. Santana and Ortiz have now defeated Jericho and Hager, proving that he does not. They don't need Jericho. Right. There is a triple threat match at Revolution, as we stated. Yep. Imagine if they go in there with without Jericho or Kingston. You could play. You could play the "We didn't need you" or Eddie helped us. You didn't help us. Either right. way, they could leave that with the titles. I don't want Jurassic Express to lose, but Santana and Ortiz would be dominant tag team champions. Again, another story where this has only begun, and I don't know where it's going to go. Yep. And now there's also the interesting tidbit now with Jericho and Eddie Kingston. That's starting now, too. So I know Jericho hadn't wrestled in, I think it was three was it three months, three weeks. Know, it's been a while, but he said that um, it was fantastic. Like, he hadn't lost a step, so yeah, it must have been months. But... I'm interested to see where that goes too, because those two, the promos, oh, mm, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And Kingston's been like he's kind of been in the back, even though he like, has a storyline going on. He's been in the back, and Kingston's been dominant ever since he joined the company. Yep. Um, and also, I mean, Jericho gets together with Proud and Powerful. Conan shows up again. Homicide joins AEW. I I mean, Jericho did make that comment about having the wrong members of LAX, which was out. That was such a perfect line to just further antagonize them. Oh, my God. Imagine bringing LAX finally into AEW. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be that would be something. But also what was something was the new no DQ match between Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Mm. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. I mean, except for that table that didn't break. But you know what? The rest of the match was great. <laughs> I I loved it. I um, I thought this was this could have been like a main event. Mm. Borderline main event uh, match. Now, Thunder Rosa coming out dressing up as what's her name? Um, as Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. Um, the way the match ended where Thunder Rosa got the win and then she helps uh, Mercedes up and then she gets attacked anyways. Yep. Which goes into finally Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker for the title at Revolution. Finally. I love the Elte right now. This episode of Dynamite has been great. The one before that was great too. Like yeah. they've been consistent with the cards recently. Yep. Um, and again, consistency. Sammy Guevara taking on Darby Allen. Oh my God. Yeah. This again, we've seen them wrestle before. Maybe for the title at one point when Darby had it. I don't remember. We've seen them wrestle. They've wrestled before, yeah. I think they've wrestled a couple times beforehand. Um and again, both talents are incredible. Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, like Sammy's ready to go on his own. I think we had this discussion last week. Yeah. Sammy is ready to split from the inner circle. He is Randy Orton in evolution. I like that. Yes. Remember the past, the present, and the future? That's right. And I'd say more so Randy Orton just because he's been wrestling. You know, he he never stopped. He didn't he was right. You know, Batista yeah. left and whatnot. But that's and Darby, Darby is just the guy, I don't know if there's any any star out of that group of people, out of the pillars, if you said, if you will, I won't say the four, but you know the pillars, 
I don't know if there's anybody gets a bigger pop than Darby. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, whenever his music starts, like you get that guitar starting, and then all the crowd just blows up every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Sammy gets a good pop, MJF gets a good pop, Britt Baker gets a good pop, um, Jungle Point gets a good pop, but Darby comes out. That's the one he's like next level. Yeah, here. So this was great, and especially the ending where we had some, uh, you know, some inter uh, interference by. Jose and Andrade, El Idolo, where they stole the belts. Guevara yep. still got the win. This is insinuating, insinuating a lot. Well, I believe next week now, Sammy's going to be fighting Andrade. So, yep. I I think it's time for Andrade to have some gold. And no offense to Sammy, but I think Andrade would be a real good TNT champion. Yeah, gives him puts him in the title spot. Right. You know, it's it's people got to remember because I have a lot, I do have friends out there that get upset about this. Oh, this person should have a title. This person should have a title. This person should have. A title. Yes, I'd love to see all of them hold a title at one, some point or another. But that's difficult to do. Right. And not all the best. Don't forget, there's, there's wrestlers out there that have never held titles that were legendary. Yep. I mean, fuck you. Let's even look at the Undertaker. I mean, how many times was he champion? Maybe six times. Yeah. Maybe. And he ne- he's never he may have invented one wrestlemania i'm not going to count the roman reigns one because that really wasn't a title that was like right. they want to put roman in the front but yeah it's only like main main evented like wrestlemania like once or twice for the title some wrestlers don't need a title to stand out no no so sammy's getting to that point where i don't think he needs one but i think he's going to be pushing towards the title spot like yep. the upper title and Andrade, give him give him the TNT title. I mean, I feel like that's a good heel belt. Yeah. So, again, solid episode of Dynamite. Really look forward to it. We're gonna skip Impact, guys, because we talked about No Surrender. All the all up to date there. Rampage. I actually just watched this just before we recorded because I was driving home. Started early. I totally forgot about that. That was another thing that, you know. <laughs> I did too. I know. It was like, it was like, I don't know, like seven past. And our, our good friend Steven on Twitter was just like, uh, sirs, why are you not watching Rampage? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I will be back to tweeting uh, Rampage this week. Scott's like, yes, finally. I can watch some <laughs> wrestling myself. But we kick off Rampage this week with, um, there, was a, there was, I think, three or four matches on this. Yeah. Um. Dark Order's 10, you know, Preston Vance taking on Adam Cole, baby. Um, good opening bout. Uh, we don't see a lot of Preston either. He's, he's another he, one that deserves more TV time. Yeah, he's he's like a monster. He's like up there with, like, the ward loads of the company. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about, like, monsters. Yep. Um, That was good. Adam Cole got the win on that one, as expected. Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Dante Martin. This was great. Again, yeah. they're really pushing Dante. Yeah. This, he, Dante's a main eventer. He just has an energy to him that can't be touched. But it's surprising, though, that he lost this match the way he did. With Powerhouse yes. Hobbs getting the win. 
And now it's like the big meaty men bumping meats over here at the Faces Revolution match with Keith Lee, um, Wardlow, and now Powerhouse Hobbs. Like they need like those big show ladders now because a lot of men, a lot of heavy men going up to get that title belt or to get yep. that that ring or whatever they're gonna have up there for the face of the revolution. Yep. No, this will. I'm. This is gonna be fun. I like how we're. I'm wondering if they're gonna have a t a to be determined. They usually do. Probably for yeah. I and ooh, ooh, yeah, that would be fun. You know, so that's gonna. I love I love these match. I know a lot of people don't like their 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 uh, casino battle royales or you know the face of the revolution or these ladder matches where you get the number one contenders. But it's fun because they always bring somebody new in that you haven't seen before. Correct. Yes, and even still, like. You need you need special matches when you have multiple people near the top of the card or, or near the top of the rankings because you want to know who will be that number one guy to go after the title holder. So these type of matches are fun. They are because you don't know. You have like literally like could be the top six going after, you know, two through six going after this. The, see who's going to go after the champion. I don't, know, I, I don't know. People just like to complain. I just like to watch wrestling and enjoy it. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, following following that, we had Angel, Angelica Risk taking on and losing to Serena Deeb in her five-minute rookie challenge. Looking forward to see how where this goes with uh, Hikaru Shida, because that feud's not over. Nope. Shida's yeah. over in Japan now, enjoying mm-hmm. some time. Um, I did so see an article that she had actually, well, not an article, but like something that she had written Talk about how it's difficult for the Joshi wrestlers to to really kind of stand out in AEW, which is a little a little sad to see. So I'll look into that a little bit more, but hopefully they can turn that around because I actually really enjoy the Japanese wrestlers because I don't I don't get a chance to watch them otherwise. Yeah, no, we don't. I know there's a couple of different networks that show that kind of stuff, but you and I don't have the like thirty dollars for you know. $40 it would cost to get every subscription and right. watch them. There's a lot of wrestling out there. We try to cover what we can. Um, and what was the last match here? Oh, yes. We didn't <laughs> need a lot of talking here. Nope. Trent Beretta taking on Jay White. Hmm. This is exactly how I thought this match would go. Yep. If you... This... <sighs> There's a reason why Jay White is the head of the Bullet Club. There's a reason he's the first-time Grand Slam champion over yep. New Japan. If you ever watch Rampage, if there's one match I suggest, it's this one. Yep. This match was flawless. I don't know what they're doing with Jay White. You don't job – he's not being jobbed out. He's no. You can't job him out. He's he, – can you imagine if he actually signed with AEW? Highly doubt it because he's a big deal in Japan right now. Uh, money talks, though. It does. Depending on his I contract signing, his contract status over in in New Japan. So. Yeah, yeah. This this was this was this was I I don't know I can't. Don't sleep on Jay White. If you're we talked about him last week or the week before that, and our we're gonna call him like wrestling spotlight. From talent you may not be familiar with. If you're not familiar with Jay White, you watch him. 
check it, watch him wrestle fucking Okada a million times. Like oh anything, God. anything Okada. I. <sighs> if there is one person of the revolution who's not signed with AEW, who I think is also responsible, it's Okada. Oh my God, Sam! Don't even put that thought in my head. Why? Ah. If he's that to be announced, uh. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that. Oh, no. But that would be cool. You're putting thoughts in your own head there. I am. I am. Oh man. But like, yeah, guys, check this match out. This was a lot of fun. I want to know what they're going to do with him, especially going back to what happened on Impact. Right. Also, it's interesting because the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks kind of close. Now you bring Jay White if he comes over with the Good Brothers and maybe Chris Bay. This could be interesting. Lots and lots of variables that are out there. And I can't wait to watch them fall into place. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, guys, it's been another crazy week of wrestling. We're glad to be on board with you guys. And if you don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SOB official and Scott at Scotty J Stream. We are on all streaming platforms. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell people why Above the Ring and Ship Studios is a podcast of that you're choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... We've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.